Kansas is lit. I am your host, Waskar Medina, current Poet Laureate of the State of Kansas and Lit Editor for 785 Magazine. Today's guest is Ty Amris Van Ryan. He'll be sharing words from his collection, Beautiful Ashe, Memoirs of a Sweet Black Boy and Other Poems a book project that consists of a poetic memoir that speaks to the difficulties growing as a black male on the East Coast of the United States. Tai Amri speaks to these difficulties, the homophobia, the sexism, and the classism that has run rampant in this country is faced and addressed in brutal and vulnerable realism. The other six sections address themes as diverse as the struggles to create equality in a hyper-capitalistic environment and reaches towards atonement with an African self when the American self seeks to engulf and silence it. It is poetry meant to bolster the resolve to continue towards revolution and deals with the contradictions and counter-revolutionary aspects of the self it is a work that hopes to add to the growing need for racial healing of the intersectionality in a Midwestern state of mind. The purpose is to continue the fight and to highlight the light Black people bring to the liberation of all people. Ty Amri Span Ryan is Lawrence, Kansas 2016 Langston Hughes Poetry Award recipient and is co-founder of the collaborative group Black, Black Literature and Arts Collective of Kansas. He was the chief editor of Tendril, Naropa University's Journal in Diversity, self-published the chapbook Ancient Writings of Dark Prophet, the Undisciplined Mystic, and has published work in Spirit Rising, Young Quaker Voices, edited by Angelina Conti and Justice Calls, Sermons of Welcome and Affirmation, edited by Phil Snyder. Ty, Amri, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks. I'm so glad that you're with us today, that we can have this conversation. I really enjoyed uh, listening to the work that you've been writing. Um, it was via Zoom this, this past week, and uh, it, it really, I really appreciated it. I'm, I'm glad that we can share your work on Kansas is Lit today. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to get into it. So I, I think the first thing, the first question I would have is, could you explain Beautiful Ashe to the audience? Beautiful Ashe, Memoirs of a Sweet Black Boy and Other Poems. Um, yeah, this this poem, um, it, it, or this poem, this this piece, um, it, it started when I was uh, living in Oakland, California. I, I lived in Oakland for, for several, several years, and uh, there was a, a collective of, of mostly spoken word artists in Oakland um, that were uh, people of color, uh, queer, um, and they were, um, it was called Spectrum, and they were have, holding open mics uh, in Oakland, um, you know, once once a week, and <clears throat> I went and I was, I was so moved and inspired by the work that I saw there that I started to, I felt really inspired to, to start um, writing parts of my life that have been uh, particularly difficult. Um, and that was the first space that I shared um, uh, a poem that um, became a, a larger a larger piece, a larger piece of writing called um, Breaking Ranks with Patriarchy, Memoirs of a Sweet Black Boy. And the reason I, I chose to create that piece was um, when I was, when I was um, growing up, 
uh, sweet was like a really negative thing to say to a boy. It was like the worst thing you could say to a boy. Yeah. Like there's the, there's the F word, which I don't really want to say that word. There's the P word. Um, there's a B word and all of these things like boys was, were always calling each other these things, you know, and it was kind of an insult, but sometimes it was a joke, you know, like you'd say it to your friends, but you also say it to an enemy. Um, you'd say it when you were mad, but you'd say it when you were happy, you're joking around. But sweet was like, no, nah. that was like, no, you cannot call another boy sweet and not expect them to be uh, upset or hurt by it. Like that was not like, you don't joke around with the word sweet. And then, um, and then I became an adult and, you know, uh, I, I was, um, you know, I, I had a lot of people in my life who like loved me and cared about me and they were like, you are so sweet. And like, when they said it, they were saying it with all this love. And I realized I had this cognizant uh, dissonance of, um, like I, I've associated that word with something negative my whole life. Like that was not something that you wanted to be called as a boy was sweet. But when they were calling me sweet, I was like, Oh, I have to like take that as a compliment. And I just started to notice that and really, and really interrogate that, um, interrogate why that is and interrogate also how race plays into that because being sweet and a black boy meant something that, different than being sweet and, and white, you know? And so, um, I, 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 it started me on this journey of like, really like, how do I accept that aspect of myself? Um, and I, and I really started to interrogate that through my writing. Um, and then the, the beautiful Ashe part of the title, um, um, that came about, um, during the pregnancy of my wife with our first child and we were trying to figure out what we were going to do to prepare ourselves for that birth. And so I uh, decided that, or we decided together that we were going to do some self-hypnosis and in these self-hypnosis classes, it was just like a CD. We were listening to it and they were like, well, you know, we do some meditation, some breathing work and get you into a peaceful mind state. And from that peaceful mind state, we're going to find a word that helps ground you in peace and it can be any word you want. And um, this is a word that you will repeat yourself as a mantra, you know, like during labor pains. And so um, the word that I, that came to me was, was a beautiful ashe. And, um, and a, a big part of that is ashe is a word um, uh, in the language of Yoruba, uh, which is a tradition from West Africa, which is a, a word of life or a word of power. Um, Ashe is the, the energy that lives in all things. And me being a very spiritual person, I was raised Quaker. I've been a, a pastor before. I've practiced a lot of Buddhism. And I also practice Ifa, which is a, which is a Yoruba African religion um, that I, you know, I really deeply connected to that word beautiful ashe and still my daughter's five now but i still use that word to help ground me and help remind me of who i am and my best self um and um throughout throughout my my upcoming book um i find that those that those elements of spirituality are interwoven throughout um so yeah there's the title that's beautiful do you mind sharing a bit of your work yeah yeah um so <clears throat> i wanted to um 
I wanted to start off with a piece um, that I wrote uh, pretty pretty soon after I moved to Lawrence from from Oakland. Um, I was still, you know, um, wanted, I was really interested in doing a lot of marching and getting involved with activist communities because that's what a lot of my work had been in Oakland um, while I was pastoring. Just I was involved in the Occupy movement. And then when I moved to Lawrence, um, the Black Lives Matter movement was just starting up. And I got really involved with that and, you know, in helping to um, solidify the, the, the Black Lives Matter um, LFK chapter um, and also making connections between uh, Lawrence and Topeka, um, Topeka's Black Lives Matter movement and um and I, and I just, you know, I wanted to like connect all these parts of myself. Grew up in New Jersey, right outside of Philly. I lived in Oakland. I spent a lot of time in Detroit. Um, and I knew, you know, everywhere that there were black people suffering and black people fighting for equality and for justice. And I wanted to write a poem for all of those people, all those parts of myself. And I call this poem, um, Love Letter to From the Black Lives Matter movement. The fire next time, he said. The fire next time. Bet. Mother of the movement, we see you. Hold this federal fallacy of Ferguson's feet to the flame. On the names of your slain babies, we see you. Baton Rouge, we see you. Political prisons to cut off the breath of your fire, we see you. South Africa to Dublin, we see you. We all one black, struggling to get the scars off our back, we see you. Florida, we see you. Breaking guns off in autism's guardian, back down, hands up in the fire, we see you. Trans folks, we see you. First one to the gun, last song sung, and if flames couldn't help it, we see you. Oakland, we see you. One blood strong, you shut it down. Let it burn to the ground, we see you. Breaker of police chiefs, sufferer of all mayors, we see you. Vanguard of the revolution, gentrifier wet dream, we see you. San Francisco, we see you. Shirtless warrior women, we see you. Philly, we see you. In the rubble of the move of Africa, we see you. In the wrist burns of Mumia, we see you. In the talons of Rizzo, we see you. You quake the roots of justice. You shot bells of freedom. Libate our ancestors, Miss Sanchez. Libate Sankofa, we see you. Detroit, we see you. From board corrupted lands, we see you. Through leaden waters, we see you. Through riot smoke, a voice broke. Gracely bogs leading to revolution. Don't die, we see you. Mother Emmanuel, we see you. On slave floors in Charleston, we see you. Hiding from fires like the good girl grandma raised, we see you. Black Lives Matter movement, we see you. Burning all reserves on picket lines, we see you. Multicolored movement, we see you. Rageful love, we see you. Come back alive, we see you. Don't lose one more, we see you. 
seventh generation we see you sold off in fraudulent bids we see you down enemy scopes we see you our last and only hope we see you drink the milk and run we'll take their bullets we see you my people we see you from the burning prairie lawrence fiery kansas we see you thank you ty how's it feel to to be reading work with that emotional intensity oh oh man um you know i i think that um I think that a lot of my life has felt like trying to find a way to make my words create action. Like, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't unfortunately write a lot of love poems. Um, I wish I, I wish I was a love poet cause I love love poetry actually, but I'm just, And it's not that I can't write love poetry. It's just like, for some reason, the thing that gets me down um, to the page um, is when I see a world that is broken and people aren't doing anything about it. And then I'm like, well, uh, I I can't make anybody do anything, but maybe my words can, you know, maybe my words can move or touch somebody. Um, and I've, you know, I've always, I've always struggled with like expressing certain emotions, um, um, in conversation, um, that I, that have been able to come out through my poetry, um, you know, most, most people are like, oh, Timely is like super chilled, calm, even tempered individual. And they hear my poetry and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> you were thinking any of that stuff, you know? And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, and, and I think, you know, and I think that was really a big awakening for me as a poet was um, I went to Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado, and I was one of very few black people in a very white town in a very white county and in pretty white state and um and I spent a lot of my life being one of few and and I had like this idea of myself like oh I don't I don't get angry like I like literally thought that I didn't have anger because I had learned to hide it so much because you know I was I was afraid of what would happen to me as a black man who showed anger and then um and then as soon as I like articulated that to myself like I I was conscious that I was thinking that I wasn't angry then my anger was like oh no no you you have anger you it's there and it came out my poetry and I was like oh oh I see like my poetry is my way of like reminding myself of of all of the parts of myself. So, yeah. You know, you're a co-founder of Black Kansas. Why did you start that group? 
Yeah, so um, I, you know, I have to give props to my wife on many things, but one of those is the fact that um, I started sharing my poetry in a bigger way in the first place. Um, you know, I always loved to read my poetry, but I'm I'm not big on publishing, and I haven't sent a lot of poems in for you know to magazines or anything like that and then my wife was like hey there's this there's this langston hughes award in lawrence and i think that you should submit the your poetry to it and i was like what i don't they don't want to hear that but you know she sent me the information i was like okay i could i have enough poems to submit and um i you know and i was I wasn't, you know, completely shocked. You know, I've been writing poetry for a while, um, but I was like, you know, I there's no way I would have submitted it if she hadn't told me. And then after submitting, um, and then I and then winning the award, um, I started going to the award show, and I met um, another one of the recipients who was uh, named um, Mercedes Lucero, and. Mercedes and I were talking we're like you know wouldn't it be cool if there was you know some a group of black poets and um I'm, I'm a, an, another another uh, artist in in town um uh, Ash Spears and we connected with Alex Kimball Williams and we all got together and we were like oh yeah we all want to have a space we all want to do some readings and um and it and then we found that there were there were a lot of black artists a lot of spoken word poets a lot of musicians who also were looking for that space where they felt safe and they felt seen and connected to other black people so um you know so i think for us it became a place where like you know what i might be the only black person at my job but i know i got black lawrence's meeting on friday so um, so we always knew that we had this, this black community that had our back and they, they were all there, you know, validating us. That's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. Do you mind if I ask you to read some more work for us today? Yeah. Yeah. Um, right before we start this interview, talking a little bit about Topeka and, um, one big aspect of myself is uh, I am a teacher, uh, seventh grade teacher in Topeka, English teacher, of course. And um, the, one of the poems that I, I really wanted to read um, is a poem that is dedicated to a student of mine um, who uh, over the summer was shot and killed Um and um you know the the case is still pending uh they still don't they still don't know who the shooter was they're still looking but um i was just like going through i was like going through like classic five stages of grief and um i was like i just i gotta write this down these stages and so i wrote um wrote it and i combined it with uh with my dedication to one of the seven African powers or Orishas from the Ifa religion, uh, Shango, who is also the, the Orisha of fire and passion and also very warrior-like and fun-loving. So all those aspects, you know, I was thinking that 
I was thinking that about this student. It's like, yeah, she would be down with this, this Orisha for sure. So I called this the five stages of Shango for Mercedes Halford. One, behind her smile is rage. Hand her my axe as we ride. Adorn her neck with the red and white bead. Whisper the wisdom once more in her ear. She is my cedar planted in Kansas. The white eggshell smudged and reborn in every heart that knew her. The consort of black Valhalla. My warrior child forever. Two. And somewhere beneath that Rona tragedy is mother and daughter, no killer found, who stalks her memory without knowing. Shango, Kabiesile, lifted seat, lifts axe to you, foul and cruel. Lava, burn your eyes, carved grooves and face, your judgment, breathless gasps. Child smiles tattooed inside your eyelids. The city, Topeka, that fails all you touch, that takes all you nurtured and renders it dust. A balloon in the sky that flies, raven, forevermore, till it falls like acid, like justice, on heads unwashed, uncleaned, of wicked, not snitched. We'll find you, warrior sister slayer. Shango, have mercy. Three, restored Mercedes to her rightful crown, fixed her crown and makeup, repainted her smile. She no longer dies. She is again who she was, laughing in hallways, dodging homework, the jump up to goaded beats. Black girl magic says she'll live forever if her sister mirrors are made whole. For the nothingness of tomorrow, of the black girl in constant suspension, the SRO who cuffs her soul, too powerful to be detained. So we lost for all our fighting, and the guns always win. Our cash crop must flow, I guess, for American greatness on ventilators, and a balloon is all we have to remember forever. Five. But if she has to go, she should know. That smile was all I wanted. Now we know just how hard the, the heart can rip, just how easily life can slip, just what we saw hiding behind that smile. And I'll see you in the lightning and thunder Riding with Shango forever, Mercedes. Wow. I remember being invited to your classroom and how how open your students were. You know, you, when you tell me why, why you guys started Black Lawrence, and I've also, you know, been able to, to witness you in a, in a classroom setting is... is as well, I mean, you're you're a creator of, of of spaces, you know, for for a lot of different groups, and I, I appreciate that energy and and that work you put into that. Yeah, yeah, I love I love teaching, and I love I love working with young people too. They just 
you know, that sounds cliche with the keep me young, right? (laughs) Before we end this interview today, I would really like if you would read one last piece um, for our audience, but also to let them know um, where they can locate your work. Um, yeah, so, um, so I, I would, um, you know, I always love when people engage with the work, um, when they, like, I appreciate all feedback, um, having studied creative writing in college, it was like, I got, I got to learn how to take, take criticism and be like, oh, I can use that. I can put that in my, my writing. That's, that's dope. Um, so, I I am on Facebook. I do have a I do have a page on Facebook, but I I, uh, I don't really I'm not on there that much. Um, but I am present as a Ty Amri, the author T A I A M R I, the author. Um, I have my own page there, and I also have Instagram um, uh, with uh, the handle Ty Amri, the poet. Um, and, um, but mostly I, I really like for people to engage with me on my website, um, which is just tiamri.com, T-A-I-A-M-R-I.com. And on that website, I have, um, um, uh, a link or a button where you can, uh, sign up for a pre-order of my book that is coming out in the summer of 2021. So, um, and also appreciate people signing up for the newsletter as well um, so that they can get updates on, on where I'm at with the, with the work. So yeah, those are, those are my main places to, to catch me. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. As you're, as you're looking for one last piece to read for us, uh, I like to ask a question what what do you hope readers take away from reading beautiful Ashe memoirs of a sweet black boy and other poems? Um, yeah. So when, you know, I, I think that, um, a lot of my poetry is about, um, helping people to wake up, um, waking up to injustice and also waking up to our power, um, and our ability to to create change in the world um and and you know i'm gonna give a shout out to my wife again um because after my most recent reading um where i was sharing a lot of my work from this upcoming book she was like you know one thing that i really liked is that you were encouraging people to find their own beautiful ashe that is something that I was like, oh yeah, that would be amazing. You know, I, I encourage people to, you know, I use beautiful Ache when I want to read really hard stuff um, in the news or when I have a difficult day at work um, or when a student tells me, you know, that they're being abused or that they're being taken away from their family or, you know, just like, you know, kids tell you all kinds of things and you just got to like, suck suck it up I don't want to cry in front of my students you know but they're telling me something that's hard so so I just you know I settle into that beautiful ashe and um and and I was like yeah it'd be awesome if everybody could come away with beautiful ashe if they could you know use my word when you're reading my work if something hard comes up 
um, you can use that word or you can find your own word that grounds you in spirituality and peace, you know, as your own mantra. Um, so that would definitely be what, you know, what I would hope, what I would hope for everyone, you know, on that note, the, I think I do have a one more piece that I think would be a good closing. I actually wrote this recently for, for the Martin Luther King awards in Lawrence a few years back. Um, I was invited to share some poetry by Alex Kimball Williams and I love science fiction and fantasy and anime and comic books. Like I'm like, you know, I, I do a lot of escapism, but I, I also, I really love Afrofuturism and would love, I, I feel like everybody should read Afrofuturism. Everybody should read Akata Witch and, and um, Media Kodafor. And, um, and so I wrote this poem in honor of Afrofuturism and black science fiction writers like Octavia Butler. And it's called Afrofuture is the Past. Reach down and clutch the earth seed. Write down what it says. To survive the fire next time, don't forget the grandmothers opened portals through animal skin drums, brought life through song prayers, fought devils with head wraps toppled slave ships with dancing. Lay earth seeds secretly on binded tongue. Swallow silently unless they know. You eat forbidden fruits of ancestors that open eyes to mental chains, that call forth your spirit mentor, that tells you your true name before society renamed you. And you learned you are of the seven clans named of the grand practicers. Now ask of yourself, who are you of? Are you of Maya Angelou, queen mother, phenomenal breaker of chains with rhythm stopping bullets with whirling crowning kings? Are you of Bayard Rustin, angelic troublemaker, Picket lines for street kids, the poor and the queer, all are worth fighting for. Are you of Malcolm X, destroyer of lies, prepared to be dragged with a philosophy both militant and studied, spiritual beatdowns in the highest form? Are you of Martin Luther King, creator of love, powerful enough to torch walls, challenging us in our zombie minds, embracing the cop cracking your skull? Are you of Octavia Butler, seer of futures that reveal the dark potential of greed, that write love stories with aliens that imagine redeeming our slave science? Are you of Harriet Tubman, freer of slaves silently with a gun for those who might turn back to a world of a scarring that you yourself have survived? Are you of Ella Baker, nurturer of seeds, teaching the young to activate, to revolutionize what is broken, to call on the power of youth force? Find out for yourself. Close your physical eyes. Teeth grind the earth seed. Wash it down with juju. Warm it with your inner fire. Speak it with your true voice. Now light it and be it and repair the world.
Beautiful Ashe. I thank you for joining us today and sharing your work. Oh, thank you, Wester. I'm I'm so I'm so appreciative of this this opportunity, and it's just it's so awesome to be able to share share with others and to be listened to um, deeply, and also to listen to others. It's a beautiful thing. So thank you. You're welcome. And if you would like to be a guest on Kansas is Lit, please email us at lit at 785.com. That's L-I-T at 785 spelled out dot com. Stay lit, Kansas. Mm-hmm.